0: They appeared to be just a elderly farm couple that were uh, kind of shy and and didn't mix much with the people, but uh, uh, never knew of them, you know, causing any problem here.
1: <laughs> yes, my mama, eat you like
0: Jeff Dahmer. Say she on a period, let's make a mess, mama. I desensitize myself to it. I, I, I uh,. i don't know i went to great lengths never did i was that knew it would be this easy how to month that shit greasy they'll be the nigga shit cheesy people said they get my corner when i turn around oh it's just measy. everybody want to get away from me because i got heebie-jeebies messed up like michael that game on the halloween what would you do with these sexual parts i wouldn't it be see. how long ago did this start so to- like that stay what right before
2: you. But naked in your neighbor's pool, I stay stuntin' while I'm face fucking the decapitated skull. You ever seen that before? No freak nasty gore, I need asking Lord. of.
3: Use so... freak show. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Try anything and you cancel, bro.
0: I'm fixated on a fixiating and breaking this little chick's neck like a pixie stick. The sick
2: Satan worshipping bitches get horse weapons, I'm in the back through the back door slipping through the cracks, leaving the corpse dripping the mortician of love sent from above, forced force treat them more winchy the more stingy i have become
3: been doing this for more than a quarter century i'm just numbing my dreaming is it real someone pinch me on the
1: buns
0: do you feel blame are you mad uh, do you feel like wolfsbab's revenge right get 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 your get 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 get
2: Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show. I'm Big Daddy D, and you're listening to the number one podcast on the internet. And on today's episode, this Serial Killer Sunday, we are taking a trip to Missouri to learn about... The Copeland Killing Farm. And this, yes, like me and Dusty have been saying for the past three episodes, this is going to be a continuation off of Horror Movie Breakdown. So, get ready. It's a crazy episode. It is... There's a lot. There's a lot to this one. It's just It's just wild that you get two 80-year-olds murdering people. Okay? Yeah, 80 years old, murdering. So... It's going to be a wild one You're going to want to strap in And get those fucking crocs on Because it's going to be an adventure So, without further ado I'm going to introduce Your host For this evening's show Dusty McBalls A.K.A. the Certified Cougar Hunter And your host With the most So sit back Shut up, and enjoy this episode.
3: Thank you, Big D, for that beautiful little intro. And guys, we have a really, really dope episode set up for today. I am actually so psyched, because yes, it is the part two to our horror movie breakdown from last, um, what is it, Monday. We're going to be talking about the Copeland Killings. Ray and Faye Copeland, arguably, I think they are the oldest serial killing couple, or just serial killers in general, in U.S. history, which is kind of crazy. It's, this. This whole episode is going to be just wild. And throughout this episode, you're going to probably hear little blips of stuff from an actual Forensic Files episode that Faye Copeland was in on and she was like interviewed during it. So you're going to hear that sprinkled out throughout this episode and that's what the intro was pulled from. So I'm going to see if I can link it in the description to the episode. So if you want to go watch it, you can, you know, get more info on, you know, This serial killer couple. And not only. Let me point this out. This is going to be a monumental episode. Because not only do we have the oldest recorded serial killing couple in US history. But it's also our first serial killer couple on this channel. Which is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. This is going to be a great episode. And there's going to be a part in this episode where like where they got the the name for x it is it is awesome okay i i love this movie even more from like just reading about the copelands because where they got the name of that movie from is actually in the story and it is so fucking dope it is it, it i don't like I can talk about how amazing X is all the fucking time, okay? I fucking love this movie, right? I hope you watched it. I hope you watched it. Don't you fucking lie to me. You better have watched it. I told you. It is the best horror movie, okay, ever. Point blank, okay? I was going to say period, but I felt that that would have been a little bit weird, okay? X is the best movie, period, period. You cringe, get the fuck out of here. That's cringy as fuck. Okay. Enough with the weird shit that's going on. We're gonna jump right into this episode, and it is going to be a phenomenal episode. I will say, there is not a whole lot of information that has been, you know, dug up surrounding the Copelands. From what I could find, even from watching the Forensic Files episode, it was, it was basically the same shit that I was reading online, so there's gonna be a little bit of some gaps in this story too, and I'm going to try and fill them as well as I can, and I'm hoping this episode isn't too terribly short, just because they're fucking, what is it? They're fucking biography, quote-unquote biography, their serial killing biography, wasn't too terribly long. So it's going to be, hopefully it's not going to be extremely short, but it might be a little bit shorter than our normal Serial Killer Sunday episodes. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it and just listen to this great fucking story. So, Ray Copeland was born in 1914 in Oklahoma. His family had moved around quite frequently throughout his childhood, and they were extremely fucking poor, especially during the Great Depression, like most people were back then. Are are people from the Great Depression still alive? I'm trying to think. Because it was 1929, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, they would be. They'd be old as shit, but they they would have been. They would still be alive because it was 1929 to 1939. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, God, the 20s were bad. I mean, back in like the 1900s, we you know, you had the roaring 20s, but fuck. Closing out the 1920s was just shitty. It was just a shit show. It feels kind of like what it's going through right now. You know what I mean? With all like the money and how everything's just so fucking expensive. But thankfully, what really got them, what I believe kind of got them out of it was World War II because that was right around the corner. Early 40s, 1942, I think. I could be wrong, but I believe it was 1942 when World War II kicked off. When we got involved, the US got involved. But maybe we just need another war. Maybe... (laughs) Maybe that's just what we need. Maybe we just need a shit ton of like Oh no. I was gonna say a shit ton of killings, but we don't really want anybody to die. We just want somebody to do some stupid shit so we can all go to war, because then that'll open up jobs and that'll give people more money. So let's just fucking yeah, let's yeah, pro World War Three over here. <laughs> so totally pro World War Three. But As Ray was getting older and the family became more poor, he ended up dropping out of school at the age of nine. But as he dropped out of school and he did help around the farm, he did also commit some very, very petty crimes in order to make some of the ends meet within his family. Now, some of these crimes that he did included stealing livestock and writing bad checks. Now, what I mean by stealing livestock is he would go to these auctions where they were either selling cattle, pigs, sheep, whatever it was, okay? And he would write a fake check, give it to the person that he bought the thing from, And he would take said animal back to his house and then he would sell it before, well, hoping before the people that he gave the check to would find out that it was fake. So, that's what he would do to generate money. But he did get caught in the year of 1939 for writing a bad check. And he was sentenced to one year in jail for his crimes. Now, upon his release in 1940, Ray met Faye Del Della, not Del, Della Wilson. Now, Faye was born in 1921 in Arkansas. And basically within just a few months of them meeting, Ray and Faye were married. And now this kind of goes this was after she was captured. I pulled the quote from her and I'm still I'm gonna put it in here in a second, too. But Actually, I'll put it I'll put it in at the end. I'll I'll skip this part and I'll put it in at the end because this is what you know it it goes into the killings, and I don't want to jump that far ahead yet. So Faye, after they met up and got married, Faye ended up giving birth to five different children. Now this is also kind of a weird thing. Some sources say they had four, some say they had six. But a reoccurring theme that I found through not only just like a few of them, but the majority of my sources, they had five. That's what I'm going to roll with. Okay, now just allegedly, they allegedly had five. And while they were, well, while um, Ray was working on the farm, Faye, if she wasn't at home you know, taking care of the kids, taking care of the family, doing all that stuff. She did have, like, I think two jobs from what I can remember. She had two jobs and one of them was working at a factory and the other was working at a motel. And she only did this to basically also help pay the bills. Now, like I said earlier, Ray did drop out of school at the age of nine. So he had very limited skills. And he basically other than tending to his farm, he still supported his family through the same shit that he was doing as a kid. He was still writing fraudulent checks and stealing livestock. And he got arrested other than he other than 1939, he got arrested several other times while his children were growing up
1: every time he'd get arrested he would call me to come and bail him out i bailed him out of jail quite a few times
0: about every 18 months seemed like his
3: police out there and him being gone for a while Uh, it was common for us as growing up now due to his reputation as a fraudster his family also moved around quite frequently But they did, however, find, you know, this nice little town in Missouri called Mooresville. And this is where they purchased their murder farm. And this is where they basically just set up shop until they were both caught and convicted. Now, by the 1980s, Ray was in his 70s and his children had grown up and basically left the farm. Ray was hard of hearing, he was elderly and illiterate from his lack of education, and he really needed a lot of help on his farm to be able to make I'm stuttering, make ends meet and still get out, get that money so he could support himself and Faye. Now, because he was known as a fraudster and did write a lot of bad checks. Most of the cattle auctions that he would attend. Refused to sell any animals to him. So in return for that. Ray decided he needed help. And hired some farm hands. To you know. Just help out. Help on the farm. Do shit for him. Right. Now he and Faye chose to hire transients. From Springfield, Missouri, who needed room and a board. Basically, a transient is kind of like a hobo. They just go from town to town, set up shop, you know, make a quick buck, and then, you know, just travel around. That's basically from what I could gather from Google, looking up the exact definition, that's what it sounded like. Now, the couple would pay these people as they helped out on the farm. Fifty dollars a day. Ray Copeland paid them fifty dollars a day
0: for their labor and also provided room and board.
1: One of these men uh, who, who was offered that kind of money and a place to live, especially maybe in a country setting, why it would just be—it would be paradise. It would be something. It would be a dream come true for a man like that.
3: Which is a lot of fucking money, I would assume, in the eighties. I don't know. I wasn't born then. But I feel like with inflation and the way everything fucking is right now, I don't think, I think $50 is a lot for back then. Okay. Now, by the mid 80s, cattle houses in rural Missouri were plagued with a lot of bad checks. People were scamming these fucking, what is it? Auctions, yeah, I don't know, I'm listen, I'm not a farmer, so I don't know the correct terminology for these, what is it, these cattle auctions, I don't know if it's just considered a cattle auction, or if it's called something else, so I apologize to all the farmers that are listening to this and are like, Dusty, you are one dumb fuck, and it is called this, I apologize, okay, I don't know what the correct terminology is, so I'm going to call it an auction, alright, suck my dick. All right. Now, there were several different men in this period of time within Missouri that were purchasing these cattle with checks that returned, you know, that returned what? Hold on. I'm fucking up. That were turned out to be fake or they didn't have or they had insufficient funds. Now, when police went to go around this city of Mooresville looking for these dudes that are giving these bad checks out, they were nowhere to be found. Like, at all. And I mean, yes, most of them were transients who had been working with Ray and Faye, but they still couldn't find them. So... After the cops started asking around, trying to get more info, you know, try to get that DL on these transients, they ended up, people started talking, and it ended up leading the investigators to Ray and Faye. And when they questioned them, Ray had explained that at least one of the men that had bored, that was tied to him, had also written him a bad check. So, with no real, like, information or, like, any plausible cause for arrest, the police didn't really suspect anything, and they just dismissed him, okay? But, that all changed. That all changed on a very dark night in Missouri, specifically Mooresville, Missouri. This man named Jack McCormick made a call to Crime Stoppers which is like a hotline for anonymous tips I think is what it was from what I typed in on Google before I started researching and everything I think it was like I think it's like a hotline for people to leave anonymous tips and these investigators learned that there was more to the Copeland family well, specifically Ray and Faye, that they originally thought. Jack told the authorities that Ray hired him and brought him to the bank to open a checking account. And he basically just deposited a very small amount of money to even open up the account, like you have to do today, like normal shit, right? After he opened up this account, Ray took him to the auction house and he told jack forgot his name told jack to basically how much to bid and what cow or cattle cow cattle same shit cattle to bid on and when the sale was final ray instructed him to write a check and he would deposit the funds to cover it but he never did okay That's just the thing with the Copelands. They never... They're scamming. Why did I say it so fucking weird? They're scamming. So, it's just... These guys are fuckheads. I hate them. Good story. Hate them. Now, after they gave... After Jack gave the check to the guy for the cattle, they grabbed the cow, headed back to the house, and as the day turned into night, Jack told the authorities that... That night, Ray asked him to help trap a raccoon in the barn. Now, as they were going to trap this raccoon, Jack turned around in the barn and saw Ray had a rifle pointed at his head. And Jack
0: said when he got down there, he said he was already kind of scared of Ray. Uh, But when he got down there, he said he wouldn't take his eyes off of Ray. He kept looking up at him. Because Ray had the twenty-two rifle and supposedly was going to shoot the coon when he poked it out of the hole. I got a good shot at him. Come on, keep trying. He'll come out. He'll come out. Yeah, he'll come right out. I'll show you. Jack said he looked up real fast, and then when he looked back, Ray had the rifle pointed at him.
3: And I don't... See, this is where... See, if it was me and I was Ray in this situation, I still would have fucking killed him. Like any other movie that's ever done on any killer when like oh please let me go i won't tell anybody and the fucker's like no bang dead dead and gone ti justin timberlake style okay personally that's what i would have fucking done but i guess ray was just so either really fucking stupid or trusted jack to a point where he thought it was okay but somehow in some way Jack was able to convince Ray not to shoot him, and he promised to leave Missouri and keep his mouth shut. But, like we just said, that didn't fucking happen, and he, and he ended up calling the uh, Crime Stoppers hotline, right? Now, upon further investigation, after the police were told this, they went to the Copeland Farm.
0: The farm covered 40 acres, including a pond, a barn, fields, and woods. County deputies, Chillicothe police, the state highway patrol, and the county coroner all searched the area. Surveying the property and looking for possible burial sites on the property and possible places where the the deaths actually took place. We had uh, search dogs backhoes and we'd punch a lot of holes around in the farm and we had really searched this farm hadn't found a thing so you know you always think well maybe maybe this didn't happen
3: and they discovered that jack had hired well not jack ray had hired several men to work on his farm and there was a handwritten list kept in the home since ray could not read or write Faye had written out this list of men. And get this. This is the dope fucking part I was telling you about earlier. She had marked an X next to several of the fucking names. That is awesome. I told you it was fucking dope, right? This shit is so fucking cool. I love this. This is probably one of my more favorite episodes that we have done. Okay, I know I just called Ray and Faye stupid and dumb earlier and that it was a dumb fucking episode. But like not like not in that aspect. Like this shit is so fucking sick. I love this. I really This is just like our what was it, last week? On uh, not well not last what, Monday, but the one Monday before when I did the Silent Hill thing where they stuck to the fucking like, inspiration where they drew this shit from, like, this, this is why I love researching, like, certain stories, like, this shit is so fucking cool, like, bro, like, the amount of creativity that went into making this movie is awesome, like, who would, like, who would ever thought, like, oh, we'll just name it X, like, that is so fucking genius, so fucking genius. I mean, and then I love that they turned it into porn stars getting murdered. That is so fucking sick. And it gets even cooler. Okay, it gets way more cool. I was gonna say it gets way more cooler, but that didn't sound right. But it gets so fucking cool because I'm now connecting the dots in my head. I'm gonna have to do a bit. I'm going to have to do a little bit of math here in a second, but. It's going to be fucking sick. Okay, trust me. If it's going out how it is in my head, it's going to be fucking dope. But she had written an X next to several of the names. And as the police were still there and they were, you know, going through the house, doing this investigation, the police also realized that this list corresponded with the list of men wanted for passing bad checks at cattle houses police continued to search the copeland farm but unfortunately this time they did not find any human remains they did find however clothing that was not raised and some of which faye made them into a quilt
0: clothes from several different people but different sizes shoes suitcases there was numerous suitcases in the house none of it belonged to this family or these clothes wouldn't fit ray or faye copeland
3: i where you're going right now is exactly where i'm about to go in two seconds so hold on to that thought okay hold on to it we're going to come back to it in two seconds now police kept searching and began a search on the neighboring farm that was right across the street or next door which Ray frequently worked at for extra money. That's where the police found the bodies of four young men buried near a barn and another man's body in a
0: well. They were just wrapped in blankets and and an earthen grave is what they were. In this situation they were in some clay ground which tends to kind of ward off decomposition because the air and Uh, doesn't get to it as quickly as it was in say a, a different type of soil
3: now these bodies were badly decomposed like fucking what is it the crypt keeper decomposed level it's disgusting i didn't see a picture of it but the mental imagery that i'm getting is disgusting okay and Their dental records were also difficult to obtain from these missing men as they did not have regular dental care. So, couldn't really identify them, but they eventually did. Investigators sent the
0: skulls of the victims to Dr. Ronald Geyer, a forensic odontologist. Dr. Geyer photographed the skulls. He performed a dental examination and took x-rays and created a transparent dental chart for each body. And so you make a chart of everything you find in the premortem records to match to the postmortem records. In this case, the pre-mortem records posed a challenge. Some of them were kind of sketchy and old. And the biggest problem was that the records were old, um, and these people had not had dental treatment. In the
3: period of time from the time the records were made up to the time of their death all four bodies were killed by the same weapon a 22 caliber Marlin rifle that was found within the Copeland home hold on I got I missed my notes okay here we go now the known victims of Ray and Faye Copeland are Dennis Kay Murphy, Wayne Warner, Jimmy Harvey, John Freeman, and Paul Court. Now, as I list through these um, victims, they were all killed in the same manner, okay? They were all shot in the back of the head with this 22 caliber rifle, okay? Now, I just want to say that because I did not write it down because like I said, they were all done in the same fashion. It's like that one episode that we did, the eyeball killer, the Texas serial killer, how I basically said he killed all of his victims the exact same way. That's the same situation we got going here, okay? Now, Paul, Now, Dennis Murphy was born in 1962 in Normal, Illinois. Like usual, not much information is known about him, but a message left on his Find a Grave page, which is like this place where you can go look up people's graves. I didn't know it existed until I was researching this, but he may have had a daughter, so he has some lineage after him. Now, he... I just burped. Sorry. Now, where? what's his name again? Dennis. Now, Dennis was killed in October of 19... 19- Second victim, Wayne Warner, is from Bloomington, Illinois, and was killed in November of 1986. Jimmy Dale Harvey was born in 1961 and was from Springfield, Missouri. He was 27 when he was murdered in October of 1988. John Wayne Freeman was born on January 6th. 1962, and it was from Boonville, Indiana. He was murdered in December of 1988. Paul Court was born on September 30th, 1968 in Arkansas. He was 21 years old when he was murdered in May of 1989. Wow, that's in my birth month. Crazy. Now, I'm trying to think. I'm looking at the death dates here. And I'm trying to think on why they stopped killing for two years because nothing was ever said about that. I don't know, maybe if they had enough money at that point where they didn't have to do these um, fraudulent checks and this scheming, this scamming as they were doing. But I would assume that would be why. Maybe they just had enough money that they didn't have to do that. Or maybe Faye was working at those, you know, at that time was working at like the factory or the motel, but I I couldn't find out a hundred percent what that was weird. I couldn't find out why they stopped for that like two ish years. Now on the list of names that Faye had written, there were also three other men listed. Those men are still considered missing and their remains have never been found. Authorities during this search also ended up finding the 22 caliber Marlin bolt action rifle inside the Copeland home, like I said earlier, and ballistics testing did prove that it was the weapon used to murder the five men whose bodies were found.
0: If it's at close range, the inside layer of the skull tends to break away or flake away, and there's more cracking and damage to the skull. And
3: inside the skulls, Lindley found bullets and bullet fragments. And get this. This is the fucked up part, but it's like, you know how everybody, like a lot of serial killers have like that one specific memento that they kept from each murder? Well, the quilt that Faye had made was made with the men's clothing along with the list being written by her. So she, the people that they killed, she ended up taking their shirts and made them into a quilt. Now, Faye Copeland convinced authorities that the couple... No, sorry, I, I reverted that wrong. I reword, I reword. Whoa. aneurysm timeout. So after they found the quilt that Faye Copeland had and the list that she wrote, the authorities convinced that were convinced that the couple was acting together when the crimes were committed. Ray and Faye Copeland were both arrested and charged with five counts of first-degree murder, one for each victim. Faye Copeland, during her testimony and arrest, insisted that she knew nothing about the murder and that she was a battered wife.
1: But I was not with him when he done his bad deeds. I knew nothing about it. And it didn't include me.
3: She said that she was raised to obey her husband and she did as she was told. Now I'm going to go back to that quote earlier. I just got to find it. I wrote it it down in the beginning, but hold on. Time out. Where are you? You bastard. Where are you? Okay, so this is what she said in the forensic files. And I'm also going to play the audio after I say it. Faye Copeland told the authorities that we were just everyday people. I was taught from childhood on that you marry and stay with him. Husband was the boss. So that's the quote. You're gonna hear it right now. So
1: we were just everyday people. And I was taught from childhood on. You married, you stayed with him. Husband was the boss, and he was the boss.
3: After she said that quote and claimed that she was a battered wife, she also claimed Ray was physically abusive to her and her children for their entire marriage. And her children actually backed her up and said that was true. So Ray was an abusive little piece of shit.
1: Back then I just dropped my head and went ahead and took it. I've carried bruises, I've carried broken bones from him but he was my husband
0: legally. There was one time he, uh, one of my brothers was scraping the bottom of his bowl. He uh, had oatmeal. He didn't like the sound took a frying pan to him. Um, myself personally, milking cows. Uh, the old cow kicked the bucket over. He took a pair of metal cow kickers and beat me with it
3: uh, for no reason. Uh, that was an everyday occurrence with him. We don't hit women and we don't hit kids, people. Come on now. Come on now. All right now, I know some some of you out there do want to beat your wife. All right, I understand that. Okay, sometimes they do get a little bit rowdy. Okay, but listen. All right, they're they're women. Okay, they're queens. You, I hate the way I say that. But like, we treat women with respect in this world. Right, this sounds totally fake, but I'm being so honest right now. I made it sound fake because I feel weird saying this, but like. Come on people, we don't beat women, we don't rape women, we don't beat kids, and we don't rape children. That is just the bottom line. Anything after that, I don't give a fuck what you do. If you want to smoke meth, well, okay, hold on. If you're smoking meth in front of your kids, no. That's, no. Okay, I will personally beat the fuck out of you for that. I saw a video today, it's on YouTube. I might put this one in the description too if I can find it. I saw a video of a woman going into a church with her seven-year-old son, which, perfectly normal. Nothing wrong with that, right? The issue with this video that I watched, it was a woman wearing a trench coat with a backpack. Guess what was under the trench coat? A gun. You got it. Guessed. What it guess what is in the backpack? It's not ammo, sorry, you're wrong, but it was another gun. Okay? There are two ARs now listen. Okay? People are like, Oh Dusty, I thought you were so pro guns. I am. Alright, and this is a situation where I'm definitely pro-gun, okay? Because she walked into this <clears throat> Sorry to cough. She walked into this church, and mind you, it is a black church, and this woman wasn't white. She was also black. I didn't look fully into the story on why she went into this church to shoot it up, but she did with her seven-year-old son. Now, to make a short story even shorter, the cops ended up, well, it wasn't really a cop, it was two security guards, but one of the security guards blew her fucking brains out. Now, the sad thing about this story is she did not care for her son's life because he was caught in the crossfire and he was shot and he was sent to the hospital in critical fucking condition, okay? Now, in this situation, it is so fucking hard. It is so fucking hard. Like, you cannot get mad at the two security guards for accidentally shooting this kid, okay? Because it's not their fucking fault. Where the issue lies and who's at fault is the mother. She brought her seven-year-old son to this fucking gunfight and he ended up getting shot. I didn't fully look into the story like I said earlier, so I don't know if he's dead or alive. And they show body cam footage, they so show security cam footage in this video that I'm probably gonna link and while she is shooting at these people she's kind of like in a little bit of a hallway and peeking around and she'll step out fire off a few shots and step back this poor child had his ears covered and at one point was so fucking terrified that he went up to his mom arms out crying for her because he was fucking terrified that is bullshit I'm so happy that she was shot I'm so I really really hope that that kid is alive because he deserves to live after that situation that is so fucked I know I went on a tangent about bad parents but I swear to god If I ever catch a bad parent or like a pedo or anything, bro, I'm fucking you up on site. It's, we don't even have to debate about it. You can try and talk your way out of it. I still fuck you up. I do not give a shit. And I feel like anybody in that situation would do the same fucking thing. I'm so happy. Like, I don't really like, I don't wish death upon anybody, but I'm so fucking happy that that mom got shot. Specifically for putting her own kid in fucking danger. That's pathetic. That is so fucking stupid. And I feel so bad for that kid. But anyways, back to the story. So her claims of being a battered wife and being physically and verbally and just abused in general were backed up by her kids. Now, she was offered a deal in exchange for her testimony against her husband, but she insisted that she knew nothing about the murders and refused to take the deal. Now, in the beginning... Now we're switching to Ray. In the beginning, Ray tried pleading insanity like any other fucking criminal that does this shit. But that was quickly dropped because it just it wasn't working out for him. That was a shitty way to... Try and fill a hole, Dusty, you fucking numbskull. Anyways, he then attempted to make a plea deal with prosecutors, but they were not willing to negotiate with Ray. Ray and Faye both went to trial separately, but were both convicted of five counts of first-degree murder and were both sentenced to death. Hooray. Hooray. Ray
0: deserved it for what he done to the, the transients and the people uh, all through his
3: life. I mean, he, he deserved a death sentence. And they are the oldest couple. I believe oldest couple or oldest people. I don't know about the oldest people, but I would assume that they are the oldest people. Now, this, where I got my information from, has been, you know, I didn't really check the dates, so don't quote me on it. I don't know if it's if this record is still up to date, right? I don't know when this article was this article that I was getting this from was written, but it might be up to date. It might not be. So, according, allegedly, we'll say allegedly, they are, and well, they are the oldest couple in United States history to ever be sentenced to die. The prosecution determined that Ray and Fay would hire these homeless transients and would help them set up checking accounts. And once a bad check for said cattle was written, Ray would then murder the men and sell the cattle before the cattle houses realized they had a bad check. He was able to at least do this five different times times but police believe he likely killed at least eight different people okay now because these transients were you know basically homeless and stuff like that because they would go to the homeless shelter to employ these people okay which is crazy right homeless people and prostitutes they're always the ones that get fucked well well that's a funny pun but not like that i mean like They're the ones that usually get, usually get their lives fucked up by serial killers because nobody's going to miss them. Quote unquote, nobody's going to miss them. So now after he killed these people and because they were transients, most of these men, these men's families did not even realize that they were missing and Faye Copeland's culpability has been called into question several times. According to a court document regarding her appeal of her conviction, Faye often conversed with the farmhands, handled bank transactions, and later told banks she did not know who the men were when the checks would bounce. There was certainly enough evidence that suggests she was aware of Ray's fraudulent scheme and most likely aware of the murders but while the jury felt she was likely a battered woman they still felt she was very very capable and should be very very held accountable I fucked that up but they think she should have been held accountable for the murders and so after the sentencing now we're getting to like the little afterlife part of this episode Ray Copeland died in prison of natural causes in 1993 at the age of 78. And in 1999, Faye's death sentence was commuted to five consecutive life terms with no possibility of parole. Then, on August 10th, 2002, Faye suffered a stroke that left her entire left side paralyzed and she lost her ability to speak. She was given medical parole and was sent to a nursing home in Chillicothe, Missouri, and she would eventually die there on December 23rd, 2003 at the age of 20 or not the Yeah, not the age of 22. What the fuck? At the age of 82. So, now I'm going to do the quick math thing. So, there was five victims. Found on this farm okay now in the movie there was cameraman kid cuddy britney snow mia goth jenna ortega oh yeah so there's five people that sucks that they didn't do six like maybe have a guy with the a a boom stick boom mic that could like hold it while mia goth and um britney snow were getting fucked because that would have been fucking hilarious no, that was actually fucking, um, what's her nuts? Oh, fuck. What's her name? Jen Ortega spot. That was what she did. That was what she did. But still, it would have been nice to have, like, another person in there. So there was six of them. And then five of them got killed off. And then Mia Goth would escape. But four of them got killed off. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of close. But still, that would have been fucking impressive, too. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was a good episode. I really liked it. I really like this one. It was fun to research it. It was really fun to research it. Like, a lot of, there were a lot of gaps, and I know you guys can tell when a gap is because it gets a little weird. Like, not as explainable. What? I don't explain it as well as I usually would, so I kind of just try and loop it really quick. I know there was a couple times I had to do that in this episode, but, yeah, it was still a good episode. It was still a good story. Now, People, if you haven't watched X yet, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, I'm not even sponsored by A24, I should be, because of how fucking much I love this movie, but go out and watch it, okay? It's an hour and 40 minutes, you aren't wasting your time, alright? Now it is, it doesn't really start picking up until halfway through the movie, but it's still fucking good, trust me, trust me. Trust the Dusty McWalls, okay? He would never lie to you. I would... Well, I just talked in the third person. I bet that really tripped some of you fuckers out, didn't it? But, yeah. Gabby's out drinking right now, and I was kind of hoping she was going to FaceTime me or call me so then I can put her on speakerphone and you guys could hear a conversation because I think that shit would have been so fucking funny, but she didn't. Now I'm, I'm a little sad, but... I hope you guys had a good weekend. Hope you guys, you know, shopped and did everything. Um... Yeah, it's uh It's going to be a long week for me. It's going to be a long week. But that's okay. What do we got tomorrow? I don't know what we're doing for a movie breakdown tomorrow. Oh, I know what we're doing. We're doing Resident Evil. So, we're doing Resident Evil. I'm going to And we're not I'm not talking like Raccoon City Resident Evil. I'm talking the one that was made in 2010. The really fucking awful one. So, We're going to do that. It's going to be a fun episode. I'm going to just probably be talking shit about it the entire time, like I did with Grim Cuddy. That movie's so fucking awful. If you haven't watched it, don't. It's a waste. Literally. Out of all of the horror movies that I've done on this channel, that is probably the fucking worst of them all. I don't care. Like, I know I talk shit about Piranha 3 d but, like, at least... During that movie, you saw a dude get his dick bit off by a piranha. And you got to see titties. So, like, that made up for how bad it was. This movie, Grim Cuddy, awful. Fucking dreadful. But I don't think Resident Evil is going to be as bad as Grim Cuddy. Because Grim Cuddy's fucking horrendous. Fucking awful. But I'm going to let you guys go here. You know, I'll see you tomorrow. So, remember, stay frosty, stay foxy. Most importantly, the most important thing on this planet. Stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all deuces.